Good morning, and welcome to On Target, a radio ministry of Village Bible Church in Hot Springs Village. We are located near the Coronado Center at 100 Ponderosa Way. Our Sunday morning service starts at 9.15 a.m. We hope you will enjoy and benefit from the sermon you will hear this morning. Now sit back and relax as you listen to a message by Senior Pastor Dr. Jason Lancaster. I hope you are experiencing the new year, new you so far. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe some of you made some New Year's resolutions. You know, a few years ago, I made a resolution. I made a resolution that every single day of the year, I would drink uh, a can of Coke. (laughs) I tend to be really uptight. I don't relax much. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to do that resolution. And I'll let you know that I kept that resolution. (laughs) So let me recommend you make the ones that you keep. And I know the resolutions often revolve around um, uh, diets, and perhaps you made a resolution about your diet and you've already broken it 13 days in. That's okay. It's okay. Don't be discouraged because today I want you to make a resolution, and that resolution is I want you to make a resolution to eat more. I'm not joking. I want you to eat more. Most of you are going to have three meals a day which is going to come out to around 1,095 meals per year. And what I want to encourage you to do is to eat more intentionally. Not what you eat, but who you eat with. To be intentional about having a meal with that friend, that, that neighbor, golf partner, acquaintance, pickleball opponent, coworker. Maybe your fellow artist or the one who crafts with you or hikes with you. Be intentional about eating with them. And while you're eating, do something crazy. Shut your mouth and listen to them. Ask them questions. Quit talking about yourself. Encourage them. Build them up. And where it's appropriate, maybe even share the gospel. And when you're done, go home and on your own, pray for them. Maybe you heard something they told you over the meal you need to pray for them about, pray for that. If they don't know the Lord, pray for their salvation, but pray for them. This is something that that we're calling eat, love, pray. If you remember about one month ago, I said I wanted to bring a little something to the table vision-wise. No overhaul, because Village Bible Church has got a lot of cool stuff going on. God's already been doing a great work in here. We have amazing women's ministries, amazing men's ministry, awesome Bible school classes, awesome outreach, missions around the world. This is a great church. It's got a lot going on. So it's not in need of of a grand overhaul. But I want to bring a little something to the table to complement what's already going on. And as I talk about this eat, love, pray, it may seem so simple, but I guarantee you it will take all of you and all of you. 
It will take all of you corporately, and it will take all of you personally. This is not a church program, but an intentional way for you as an individual to be on mission. And it's this simple vision that will encourage you to repeat over and over again, because we think it's a way you can live out the second commandment. What did Jesus say the second greatest commandment is in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine? You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And let me just tell you, there are some people that will never come to this church, but I guarantee you they will come to your house. I've been told over and over again that 50% of the village does not go to church. They are unchurched. And I don't, cool, I don't care how cool and awesome we become, they are not coming. We can do the greatest Christmas concert ever, they are not coming. Easter can be unbelievable, they're not coming. We can start doing laser light shows and smoke machines, they're not coming. But I tell you what, they'll come to your house. They'll go out with you for a meal. So we're not talking about a program or a project, but a person that you can love. And it all starts with a meal. I don't know if you know about this, but Jesus seemed to eat a lot of meals. I read this book a while ago, it's called A Meal with Jesus. And Tim Chester points out from the book of Luke all the meals that Jesus is having. It's amazing. I don't know if you've ever thought about this before. I'm just going to do a little quick scan with you, all right? Don't start flipping. Just listen, all right, to all these numerous meals in the book of Luke. All right? Luke 5. Jesus eats with tax collectors and sinners at the home of Levi. Luke 7. Jesus is anointed at the home of Simon the Pharisee during a meal. Luke 9, Jesus feeds the 5,000. That's a big meal. Luke 10, Jesus eats in the home of Mary and Martha. Luke 11, Jesus condemns the Pharisees and the teachers of the law at a meal. Luke 14, Jesus is at a meal when he urges people to invite the poor to their meals rather than their friends. Luke 19, Jesus invites himself to dinner with Zacchaeus. Luke 22, we have an account of the Lord's Supper. Luke 24, the risen Christ has a meal with the two disciples in Emmaus and then later eats fish with the disciples in Jerusalem. Now here's the grand insight from scholar Robert Karras. This is what he says. He says, in Luke's gospel, Jesus is either going to a meal, at a meal, or coming from a meal. Isn't that amazing? I've never saw that before. All over the book of Luke. And that, that's just the meals he's eating, but he talks a lot about meals as well. Think about this. Luke 14, he talks about the parable of the great banquet. Luke 15, the parable of the prodigal son that ends with a huge meal. 
Luke 22, Jesus tells the disciples of a coming feast in the kingdom. And there's so much more that we could say going on and on and on about meals and Jesus. But it seems as if that Jesus' mission strategy is laid out in Luke 7, 34. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking. The Son of Man is a reference to Jesus. And for those of you who study the Bible, can you think of the three Son of Man references in the Gospel? I'm going to show them to you. I want you to think about the three Son of Man references in the Gospel. All right? One of them is Mark 10:45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is a statement of purpose. Jesus came to serve and to give his life. That is a die on the cross for sinners. Statement of purpose. And then in Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Once again, it's a statement of purpose. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. But if we go back to Luke 7.34, it describes his method of how he came and his mission. His strategy is the Son of Man has come eating and drinking. Why would that be his strategy? Because he's meeting people, don't you think, where they're at. And what's a meal convey? It shows, hey, let's have some friendship together. Let's have some community together. A, a meal is, is really welcoming, and so Jesus has these meals with people, and he's pouring out his grace on them in a number of ways, often healing, teaching, compassion, mercy, all around a meal. And it's this idea of loving other people. That I want to encourage you with everything I have to be intentional in your eating and loving others. So what we're going to do, we're going to go back to this story that was read earlier. If you want to look at Luke chapter 5, we can actually turn there. Luke 5. Jesus seems to be having a meal with some questionable characters. Last night, we were having a meal with my family, and there was an empty chair, and I asked my kids, would we ever have a sinner come and sit in this chair? Like, I asked it in such a way where they would say, no, but the good theologians that they are, they said, yes. Way to go, kids. Let's look at this story. Luke chapter 5, I'm going to read it again. Let's look. Verse 27. After that, he went out and noticed a tax collector named Levi sitting in the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he left everything behind and got up and began to follow him. And Levi gave a big reception for him in his house, and there was a great crowd of tax collectors and other people who were reclining at the table with him. The Pharisees and their scribes began grumbling at his disciples, saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered and said to them, It is not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus is eating with sinners. 
Not only the tax collectors who notoriously ripped off their own people, but a variety of other sinners, most likely prostitutes and other shady characters. Now, before you go any further and you start to make the connection to eat, love, pray, you are not to see yourself as Jesus. You are not Jesus inviting over the sinners. Do not imagine in this scenario that you are Jesus doing eat, love, pray. You are among the sinners. In fact, you're, you're more like Levi. You're just inviting over other sinners because you want them to have a meal with Jesus. You want them to meet with Jesus. So you're not Jesus. You're more like Levi. And the story starts out in verse 27 by Jesus calling this tax collector Levi, also known as Matthew, and he says, follow me. It's not like a follow me and then carry on life as usual, but it's more like a, a follow me and abandon everything. And you see that in verse 27. After that, he went out and noticed a tax collector named Levi seeing the tax booth. He said, follow me. And then he left everything behind and got up and began to follow Jesus. So Levi's all in, and he doesn't know any better, right? He doesn't know any better. So he invites Jesus over to his house, and he invites all his wild party friends. New converts are some of the best evangelists because they just don't know you're not supposed to do that, right? They invite all their unbelieving friends and party friends over to, to meet Jesus. And, you know, sometimes after we walk with the Lord for a while, we, we don't know any people like that who don't know the Lord. And, and when we get up and talk about evangelism, it seems so unnatural because you don't even know anyone who doesn't know the Lord. But we are told of Jesus that he was described as a friend of sinners. And may our heart be there as well. And I want you to notice this simple fact in verse 29. Look at it. That he gave this big reception for him in his house. This is not a church potluck. I'm not dogging church potlucks, but we're not talking about a potluck. We're talking about in your home or maybe some restaurant with someone who may know Christ or who may be far from Christ. I, I want to make sure you really get this. Some people have such a block about coming to church, but they don't have the same block coming to your house. There was this prostitute in Chicago, and she was asked, hey, why don't you go to church for help? She said, go to church? Are you kidding me? I already feel terrible about myself. They'll just make me feel worse. And there's a lot of people that are like that. They know they have issues. They don't want to go to church. Church is the last place they want to be. But I tell you what, I'll probably come over to your house. Probably go out with you for the meal. They're not a project. They're not a program. They're a person. I want to make sure that some of you may think, oh, Pastor Jason, he's against programs. I'm not against programs. 
I think it is wonderful that this church is so involved in feeding people almost on a weekly basis. I think it is wonderful that this church is involved in clothing people. I think it's wonderful that during Christmas time I saw all these presents be given out to families in our community. Programs are wonderful, and all of you who participate in those programs, good job. That's awesome. But let me push you a little bit further. And this coming year, keep doing the programs, but do a little bit more personal engagement. Where you can tell you, I'll feed you, but hey, let's, let's get together. Let me get to know you as a person. Let's have fellowship together, maybe over a meal. Well, the Pharisees and all the religious people, they were not a fan with Jesus and his eating with all these sinners. Look at verse 30. The Pharisees and their scribes began grumbling at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with the tax collectors and sinners? We always knew from the Bible that tax collectors are so bad, but sometimes we're like, why are they so bad? I mean, we don't like the IRS, but why are tax collectors so bad in the Bible? Well, here's the deal. They collaborated with Rome and cheated their own people, the Jews. They were viewed as not only the enemies of Israel, but they were viewed as the enemies of God. Now Jesus is sitting down having a meal with the enemies of God. And the Pharisees, they can't contain their angst and they start to grumble against Jesus' disciples. And here's the deal. It wasn't just a one-time meal, but it seems as if Jesus had this bad habit of eating with the rabble often. Luke 15, chapter verses 1 and 2 says, Now all the tax collectors and the sinners were coming near him to listen to him. Both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. He seems to have a pattern of eating with and loving the unlovable. But I love Jesus' response back to our chapter 5. Look at his response in verses 31 and 32. And Jesus answered and said to them, It is not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. All humans are sick. But these religious leaders couldn't see their sickness because they thought they were righteous in their superior law-keeping. And when you don't think you're sick, then you don't need a doctor. This past week, I went to go to see the doctor, and I was sitting in the lobby, and there's a sign on the wall that says, before you go into the doctor, be very clear about what your problem is. I was like, what, why would you be there if you didn't know what your problem was? <laughs> now, I know many of you, before you go to the doctor, you just have this long list. Boom, boom, boom. Some of you have like a book. You just hand the doctor, this is what's wrong with me. But the Pharisees, the religious leaders, spiritually speaking, they have no list. They don't need the physician, they don't need healing. They don't need forgiveness. But these people,
people at the party feel the tax collectors, prostitutes, a variety of other sinful people. They know they are sick. And Jesus is like, this is why I'm here, to call sinners to repentance and heal the sick. Slow down and let it sink in. Jesus is eating with the enemies of God and calling them to repent. Jesus is feasting with sinners and he is there to bring healing as the great physician. He came to seek and to save the lost and he will soon lay down his life on the cross as a ransom for sinners to rescue them from the clutches of sin, Satan, and death and all those who know that they are sick can come to the great physician and put their faith in him and he will heal them. He will forgive them and he will give them life eternal. That's the good news for every single person in here. The great physician has shown up on the scene and gave his life for you. And in God's great plan, Jesus' mission strategy involved a simple meal. Tim Chester puts it like this. Let me, let, me, let me show this to you. It says, Jesus didn't run projects, establish ministries, create programs, or put on events. He ate meals. If you routinely share meals and you have a passion for Jesus, then you'll be doing mission. It's not that meals save people. People are saved through the gospel message. But meals create natural opportunities to share that message in a context that resonates powerfully with what you're saying. So I'm going to have you branch out a bit and ask the question, who do I have room for in my heart this year that I didn't have room for last year? Who do I have room for in my heart this year that I didn't have room for last year? Maybe somebody in the neighborhood? Someone you golf with? Maybe an occasional acquaintance? <laughs> and maybe someone you see in rehab? Or maybe someone you met at the nursing home? They may be disconnected from Christ, or maybe they're not a Christian at all. Who do you have room for in your heart this year that you didn't last year? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Think about it. Who's that person? Okay. Say, hey, you want to go grab a meal? Let's go out to eat. Go eat with them. Love them. Find out what's going on in their life. Hey, what's going on? Maybe share the gospel. Love them. And then when you're done, at your home or wherever you're at in the car, pray for them. Eat, love, pray. Here it is. Repeat. Eat, love, pray. Repeat. It's that simple. Now you may be sitting there, you're like, all right, now let me get this straight. You mean you want me to eat with somebody and then love them and pray for them. Will that actually work? I don't know, we got some examples in here that we just read. And what if someone doesn't come to Christ? What? You, are you done with them? No, we're called to love people. It's not a project, not a program. 
And just to be very, very clear, I, I've put some stuff together to flesh this out a bit, a bit more because I'm, gonna, I'm trying to push back against any, anything that's in you that says, I'm not so sure, I don't want to do that. Right, here, here's some things I want to put up for you, okay? I'm going to go through these in the closing. Okay, you ready? Eat, love, pray is not a program. Have I said that a few times? Not a program, not a project. It's about a person. You as an individual building into someone else intentionally. You all have to eat. You're going to eat three meals a day. 21 potential opportunities per week to encourage other people. Don't be dramatic. You go, well, if I have someone over, I got to clean the house. I don't want to clean the house. And I got to make the meal. I don't want to make a meal. Hey, go to Subway. <laughs> go to McDonald's. I mean, don't be dramatic. Just go eat with somebody. Eat, love, pray is intentional. Think about who that person is that you want to go eat with. Back in the day, uh, for those of you who, who grew up in church, do you remember that uh, there was a big push within churches, almost like a slogan that said, every member a minister? Who remembers that? Every member a minister. That was like a big thing in churches. And the whole point was is that the pastor isn't the only one doing the work, but everyone is involved in serving within the church. And I believe every member of minister is this church. I mean, you don't even need me. You're doing the work. This church is so active. Every member of minister, I see it living and active in this church. But let me push you a little further with something you may have never considered before. Every member a missionary. Yes, we have missionaries. Yes, we support missionaries. But you are also sent on mission. And the missionaries that we send out all over the world are never going to go to your neighbors. They're never going to play golf with your friends. You are there for a purpose. Be intentional about taking the gospel to others. Eat, love, pray is evangelistic, but not just evangelistic. Yes, you want to make the most of every opportunity and you want to share the gospel, but don't limit your eat, love, pray with just what we would consider unbelievers. Maybe there's people in the village that you know that are just struggling believers. Maybe they're disconnected from a church. Maybe they used to go and they just need someone to love them, ask them questions, listen, and speak encouraging words. Eat, love, pray. It's prayer saturated. Once you have the opportunity to share a meal with someone, commit to praying for your friend on a regular basis. Pray for their lives, maybe their salvation, their growth in the Lord, their health, their families, and on and on and on. Eat, love, pray is ongoing. We want you to stay in this cycle of eat, love, pray. It's not a one-and-done approach. It's about living life on mission, loving people consistently. It's going to take all of you. I mean, it almost as if, if I would have said, we got this huge project going on in our church. It's going to be the biggest program ever, and we're going to need you to give significant amounts of money to it. Some of you would feel challenged, but you would step up and you would give. But when I'm asking you to eat, love, pray, you're like, I'm not so sure about that one. 
right? Give me a program to give to, but don't call me out to go do something personally, right? Every member a missionary. Eat, love, pray, repeat. We hope you enjoyed this message. It was preached recently at Village Bible Church. You can hear this message or let others know about it by visiting our website at vbchsv.org or call us at 922-0404. Meanwhile, have a blessed day as you walk along the way, guided by God's Word.